Oh, is that Brent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's playing video games. <laughs> Good luck, Brent. Hope you won your pew pew game. We haven't said anything funny yet. <laughs> I know. Usually we're supposed to get to something funny and then we start. Um, oh, actually, we'll start this by talking about my family drama really quickly. Um, oh, my God. How much so, detail are you going to go into? <laughs> I'm not going to go into it a lot. But the lowdown is that my cousin was married and she got pregnant and t- the baby turned out to be not his. That's the long story short. Well, they hadn't publicly said that until tonight. And she races cars and my cousin, who was her almost ex- like about to be ex-husband, races cars at the same place. Um, mm-hmm. So my aunt made a bunch of cupcakes and took them to the racetrack and they had a not the dad party and she's there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's my that's my part about the story. story is that every piece of drama has happened at the racetrack. Oh, oh, yeah. They honestly, like, I know that it's like his favorite hobby. So he's like going through a hard time. He wants to do it because it makes him happy. But like. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he can find something else, or or hopefully <laughs> well, let's say hopefully she finds something else because I hope she finds something else and he gets to keep his racetrack because honestly that is I, I don't know the fact that it's all around the racetrack just really seals the deal. Yeah, it does. It's That's like white culture. It, it, it is exactly the whitest divorce you could imagine. <laughs> Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm Peyton, and. This week I'm very tired. <laughs> Welcome to um re-race track this. Yeah, there you go. In honor of my know. cousin. In honor of your cousin, re-race this. When yes, I was a kid, I when I was a kid I called it racers re-racers and my mom still calls them that. <laughs> re-racers. She also says um, be member instead of remember because my sister said it. I don't think I've had like a word like that really except for oh yeah i say tinny shoes but that's like that's close close to correct close enough yeah i mean my mom doesn't actually say be member but like if like if right. she's talking to my sister she'll be like do you you don't remember it you don't remember it like something like that <laughs> so i don't know we have a bunch of those in the family anywho anyway. welcome to our podcast where we talk about twitter not just our families um yeah you can follow along at retweet this pod on Twitter. You can see all the tweets that we're going to talk about. Uh, Peyton, do you want to start it off? Sure. I tweeted on the 22nd, and it's a screenshot from a TikTok comment on a TikTok that was about the Modest is Hottest song, which we've already been singing since we've been on the phone, um, because it's like an earworm. And if you're oh, on TikTok, you've probably heard it, and it's a tragedy. Um, what the boys really comment- love is a turtleneck. Yeah, and, a sensible and some pair and of slacks. slacks. Um, so someone commented on a video about it, like roasting it and said, and now, and then it's in quotations, the copyright holder hasn't made this song available in your country. What country is it available in Gilead, which is the country (laughs) from the Handmaid's Tale? (laughs) It's so good. I mean, it's scary, but it's fun. That's a very funny comment. Um, I made a TikTok about this song and the scary thing is that like, I don't know if you did, but I grew up, like, saying Modest is Hottest. Like, yes. all of my pictures are in, like, the knee-length Bermuda shorts, and, like, there's a cami under any relatively V-neck type shirt. Like, that is very much the culture I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And so I made a TikTok and said if this had come out, like, 12, 13 years ago, I probably would have, like, actually listened to it. Oh, sure. Um, I was definitely involved in the Modest thing, but not 
to the extent of like the pictures people show on that song like on tiktok oh yeah Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't wear only dresses or, like, like super high-necked and long sleeve stuff. Like, I was allowed to wear tank tops, and I was allowed to wear shorts um, as long as they, like, went down what whatever the amount was that my mom deemed respectable. But it was, like, above the knee. Yeah. I also had really long legs, and so my sister was, like, my sister's about 5'3", and I'm close to 5'10". So she got away with wearing stuff that I was just never allowed to wear because her legs were so much shorter than mine. And I always thought it was unfair because it's covered the same amount of butt. But I just had longer legs sticking out the other end. But she got to wear, like, normal jean shorts and, like, Sophie shorts. And I was never allowed to wear those. I had to wear, like, basketball shorts or Bermuda shorts. Oh, that's not fair. It wasn't. I found some great pictures from that era, though. Like, late middle school, early high school of me in some Bermuda shorts. I'll have to send them to you. When I had bangs, I, I was trying to grow out the bangs. They were bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on June 23rd, I tweeted, can't believe I got thirst taxed in broad daylight. And it's a quote tweet. Um, so there's a little bit of a story here. Basically, John Ossoff's office tweeted a picture of him with the little, what's it called? A gavel, the little wooden hammer that goes bonk, bonk. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was, he's just, he's wearing his glasses. He looks very official. He's got the bonk, bonk. He's a very attractive man. And so I quote tweeted this tweet and said, I will not simp for politicians. I will not simp for politicians. And just repeated it over and over. Then an account called Awesome Patrol responded to me with an Act Blue donation link that says a Twitter tax for thirsting for Senator Ossoff. And if you click on it, it's very much written like whoever runs this account is Gen Z. And it's like basically saying like, we got you being horny for uh, the for your senator or for the senator. Now, like, your tax for that is that you have to donate here. And you don't have to, but it was, like, a fund for a project in Georgia, a project in Texas, and uh, Raphael Warnock's re-election fund. I think it, it split up between those two, those three funds. And so I mm-hmm. donated, like, $5 or whatever. But I just quoted it and said, I can't believe I got thirst taxed. It was, it's the most effective political, like, Twitter strategy I think I've seen. <laughs> And it's not from any official campaign or any official office. It's just some person on Twitter. And it's great. Yeah, it's just a person, which I respect that because that's something I would do. And Mm -hmm. I did suggest to Hank that I should be, I should make something like that. That's like a Mm -hmm. partners in health link. That's Mm -hmm. like, you call Hank the D word or something. And I like send it and be like, you have to pay your tax. (laughs) The daddy tax. (laughs) Yes. Hank tweeted on the 23rd and said, one of my proudest moments as a novelist, and it's someone tweeted, and it was a picture that says, as he read, I I fell in love the, whoa, this sentence like completely jumbled in my brain. As he read, I fell in love with the way you fall asleep, slowly and then all at once. And then side next to that, it says, April, their voice came out of the watch slowly and then all at once like ketchup. (laughs) (laughs) And the tweet Uh, says the difference between John Green and Hank Green, everybody. It's good. And I replied with my favorite dynamic. It's like that picture of the angry friend and then like the smiley friend like around the shoulder. It's like a common meme Mm -hmm. that I see go around. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's really funny. And then you replied and said that you had to close the book for a minute after that. (laughs) I was reading it. It was like the middle of the night that I was reading it when I got to that part in Hank's book. Um, cause I was like finishing the book at like 2am cause once you get two thirds of the way through, like you can't stop. That's my opinion of that book. But 
I remembered Hank tweeting that quote or something very similar, like something about slowly and then all at once, like ketchup coming out of a bottle. And I was like, mm-hmm. I know he said this before. He talked about it on the podcast before. So I tweeted at him and I, I put like a picture of that text in the book. I was like, did you really? And then I found that tweet of his and I just responded to it. I was like, I hate you. And he liked both of them but at like two o'clock in the morning. But I'm also somewhat offended that you don't have that first quote just memorized. You like stumbled over reading that. Like it's not ingrained in your well, brain. Were let me you tell you what Tumblr? got me. Let me tell you what got me is that I know it as I fell in love the way you fall asleep slowly and then all at once. It was the as he read comma part that got me messed up. Yes, because he's reading. I know, but he's I never seen that. That's not that as he read is not in the Tumblr art, Emily. <laughs> Okay, well, it's in the book. If you read the book as many times as I had, and that's a I read poor it little 16-year-old. I, <laughs> I think I, I read it once, and I think I read Paper Towns. Well, I've read another, there was another one that, that I read in that time period. I read all of them. I have all of them except for Catherine's, I think. Um, I was in a weird period where I was, like, oddly obsessed with the library, and so I got, like, almost all of them from the library. <laughs> You were anyway. you were being not like other girls in the library. I was in my not like other girls phase. Okay, I went through several of those, and then I joined a sorority. So like, get you a girl that can do it all. You said I'm not like other girls. I'm like all of the girls. <laughs> Precisely. Hank tweeted on the 24th and said, I had a dream that I was checking into a hotel and asked the person who was checking me in if they could get me a room that was really special and awake me is cringing so hard. And then he responded to himself and said that this is still not as bad as the time when the woman checking me in at the Century Hyatt, Century City Hyatt asked, are you here for VidCon? And I said, I own VidCon. <laughs> oh, no. Mr. Handkerchief. A word, please. <laughs> wow. It's so bad. That is horrific. Um, I replied and I said, dream you would have definitely publicly tweeted at the hotel, uh, hotel chain. Um, and Haggai responded to, cause I replied like really quickly and Haggai said, thanks for returning to your former glory of being here early enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun to clown. Yes. I miss those days. Um, so there was a tweet that started going around this week, a journalist named Paige Holsey, I guess, I think they work for like a local television network somewhere posted a picture and says, looks like a normal teen's bedroom, right? Think again, coming up on at KMOV. We'll show you what parents should be looking for so they can identify signs of drug use. I was shocked at what I found in this room. And it's a picture where they have built what is supposed to replicate a teenager's bedroom, but in an office building. So it's very much the beige walls, the tile carpet square floor, the blank window with just blinds on it. And then like there's a tapestry that's blue painter's tape attached to the wall. (laughs) There's like four different cans of soda and two water bottles scattered around. There's a pillow pet and a circle chair. Like, there's a lot going on here, and none of it makes any sense together. Like, there are pink flip-flops and a bra in the picture, which makes me think this is implying that it's a girl's room. But it's... There's no cohesion there. And then at at first I was like, maybe this is, like, a frat house room, but it's way too clean to be, like, a frat house room. So I was just very confused. I like that it's but, an air mattress and that the big light is in the front of the, like the forefront of the frame. <laughs> the fact that it's like a big studio production light made for filming aimed directly at the bed that's supposed to be a teenager's. Yeah. Someone really should have thought that through better. <laughs> but Hank quote tweeted it and said, people are talking about the mile 420 sign, but I think the most disturbing thing we need to discuss here is the plague of teenagers using office building carpet tile in their bedrooms. <laughs> 
I saw somebody copy and paste this text and put it with a picture of, like, some kind of crime scene. There was, like, blood on the floor and stuff and say, like, mm-hmm. this looks like a normal teen's bedroom, right? And I was like, I have an idea. So I Google image searched the ball pit from DashCon and I tweeted a picture of it with looks like a normal teen's bedroom, right? Think again. <laughs> and then I was like, this is such a good tweet. It's going to do so well. And then, like, two minutes after I tweeted it, Hank retweeted it. And I was like, yeah, it's going to do well now. <laughs> John called it the highest form of art, so I mean. The Greens love supporting our dreams, and it's proof time and time again. I got a notification to my local Twitter, like my personal Twitter that I never use. Because I never use that account, I don't get notifications on it, so every once in a while I'll get a notification that's like a recommended tweet to look at. Mm -hmm. And so Twitter sent me a notification that said, Hank Green just retweeted this, and it was my own tweet recommended to me. (laughs) And I was like... No, thank you. I don't like this feature. <laughs> That's horrific. <laughs> right? Oh, I like that. I, d- I didn't include it this week, but I think it did happen this week. That someone was like, um, I was talking about how much I tweet. And they were like, why don't you get a spam account? So then I tweeted. I was like, why don't you get a spam account? That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I literally started this account so I could like respond to like YouTubers and not annoy people on yeah. my regular account. And also like maintain a professional look like i started this in the fall of 2017 i think which is when i was a senior in college and starting to look for jobs so right <laughs> that's where yeah. this came about we i started these a accounts. twitter account called phil's thick booty out of trying to be professional we made these accounts to not be found by our boss and then i found my job through it <laughs> <laughs> and the clownery never ends I tweeted on June 25th and said, happy two-year tweet anniversary to this moment. And it's when Lin-Manuel Miranda Aww. just tweeted Phil's thick booty at me. I remember that. Like, like three separate words. I do, too. I was at work. It was a moment. <laughs> it's a good tweet. It's an iconic moment in our in our timeline. That poor man's notifications had to be filled with Dan and Phil stands for days. I was like, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. This is so embarrassing. No. What have I summoned? Yeah, summoning the fannies to Lin-Manuel Miranda is... <laughs> One of the worst things you've probably done. <laughs> Honestly, yes. <laughs> I tweeted on the 25th and I said, my FYP on TikTok has tons of, I've never even held hands and I'm 25 in my normal type of content. I'm glad TikTok just assumes that about me from my other interests. <laughs> I get a lot of those too. <laughs> oh, it's just funny to me because from my other interests, I see how you, I see how they would get that. Oh, Yeah. Absolutely. It'll come up on my For You page after, like, a Dan and Phil TikTok, and I'm like, mmm, I get where you got this, but... I wanted to reply to myself and be like, I got married at 19, and then use that picture of Jim from The Office that's edited, and it says, I am a slut, you know. (laughs) But I just decided (laughs) not to. (sighs) Oh, wow. We have three in a row for me. Buckle up. I tweeted uh, also on the 20th. Oh, wow. All these are from the 25th. Great. <laughs> I tweeted, I said, boneless wings are just popcorn chicken with sauce. That's the point, Jared. Because why, it's always dudes, like in my real life experience, there were some um, non-dudes that commented and like critiqued this, but in my real life, it's always men that have something to say about boneless wings and for what? I have a theory about it, actually. I think like that men it. have this like primal instinct to like be the hunter And so they want to feel like they, like, conquered the animal to get the meat. And so they want to, like, rip it off the bone with their teeth, like ribs, like getting a steak with the bone in it, like wings. And so they like to, like, pull the meat off the bone. And so to them, a popcorn chicken is like an imposter because they don't get to have that, like, I conquered the animal moment. 
This is well, based on absolutely nothing other than the fact that every man I know is very defensive of bone and wings. Let me tell you, I don't know if it, I think it's, I'm going to assume it's because Brent was raised by a single mom with two sisters, um, that Brent is a boneless wings person. And I appreciate that. Brent gives me boneless wings energy. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Not in a bad way. I feel safe yeah. around him and his boneless wings energy. Yeah. Yeah, he's one, he's one of the only men that I'm not afraid of, so that tells you something. <laughs> also, after you tweeted that, I just couldn't quit thinking about lemon pepper wings, and then I got lemon pepper wings last night, but I split the order with my dad, so we got bone-in. Aw, not the bone-in. That really ruins it for me. Right, you can't just chomp in there. You gotta, like, pull it off. and It's like, too I much effort for too little of reward. I know, and people are like, the wing meat tastes different. Okay, well, maybe I want the white meat. Maybe I'll want the chicken nugget meat. Like, yeah. What's it matter? And I would also like to say, I don't think it's chicken nugget. I do strongly think that it's popcorn chicken. Because popcorn chicken's like a chunk of chicken. Whereas mm. nugget has been ground down so it's like all uniform in texture. And that's definitely not wings. Yes, except that growing up, my chicken nugget experience was more Chick-fil-A. Um, which I try to okay. pick other places now, obviously. But their chicken nuggets are more like, right. you bite into it and it looks like chicken. So yeah, I think their I, I always think of their nuggets. Chicken, honestly, I think of their nuggets as popcorn chicken, um, mm-hmm. and like KFC popcorn chicken. You could definitely throw some sauce on that, and that's wings, mm-hmm. boneless wings. Mm-hmm. Oh man, wow. now I just want some Zaxby's. Oh, we don't even have Zaxby's. We have Canes, and I would argue so that good. Canes is better. Have you ever had otters? Uh huh. I don't know how wide of a chain it is. I know there's a few, but it's kind of like a Zaxby's, but they have more sauces. Ooh. I love sauce. I do miss Zach's sauce. I love cane sauce, but Zach's sauce is a little, maybe more tangy, like vinegary. And I don't love, a, like, strong tang in things, but, like, it's enough where it's just, like, a little it's bit. It's so good. It's so good. I need so them good. to sell it. Like, you can buy Chick-fil-A sauce in bottles in the store. I need them to sell Zach's sauce in bottles in the store. And I've yeah. tweeted at them about this multiple times. And they're always like, well, keep it in mind. I'm like, what mind? You're a chicken. <laughs> we'll keep it in our nuggets. <laughs> I Keep it in our popcorn chicken boneless balls. My balls. <laughs> Those balls. I tweeted on the 25th again, and I said, wait, can people see what I'm listening to on Spotify? Scary if true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if anyone follows I'm new you, they to can Spotify. see that. Yeah. I'm a new premium user, at least. I've had Spotify in the past, but then I got YouTube Premium, and I was, like, onto that. And I still am, as far as, like, if I want to download a whole album to have. But as far as listening to a station, like, or, like, a playlist, that's when Spotify really comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Spotify is the best for playlists. Yeah. And I like when I they give you your, like, curated playlists, like, things based on you and, like, new releases that come out based on what you listen to and stuff. hmm So I like that about Spotify. But, yeah, you can see, anyone who follows you can see what you're listening to. So if you are, like, me and you are listening to, I don't know, uh, The Anthropocene Reviewed again or um, <laughs> Bo Burnham's Inside again, and it's kind of embarrassing how many times you've listened to it. You can just put it on a private session and then nobody can see it. Okay. Good to know. Learn something new every day. Um, so that's the end of our tweets for this week. But we have a lot of Patreon tweets and McDickles tweets and, like, fun interactive stuff. So we're moving on to the significantly better half of the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, shout out to all of our Patreons. Thank- Patreons? Patrons. Thank you all so much for supporting us on Patreon. We appreciate you. Special shout-outs go to Nate, Bill, Margaret Last Comet, Rachel, Kelly, Artemis, Hank, Kimmy, Kara, Catherine, Elin, Ruthie, Spencer, 
Peter Petrowicki. <laughs> what were you Elon Musk last week? Is there a difference? Uh, Adia, Molly, Sophia, and Sarah. Thank you all for your support. Yeah. And we have some tweets from our pa- from our professor tier. Yeah, I'll read the first one. Who and it's from Artemis from the twenty second, and it says. It's not even 9 a.m. and I'm already mentally clocked out for the day. That's a bit too relatable, Artemis, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Uh, I've been having a really hard time staying on task over the past couple weeks. Like, ever since we've gotten moved in. Because we, like, got here for for two weeks, didn't have our stuff. And then we spent, like, a week or two really unpacking. But then it's been, like, three weeks since then. And since then, it's been very hard for me to stay on task. Like, my brain has, like, been checked out from regular schedule i guess like yeah, I was and just... like as soon as you got unpacked and stuff i showed up for a week so and my parents are coming tomorrow so it's been mm-hmm. a whirlwind um i'm thinking that maybe two weeks from now like after my parents leave i'll really focus on like okay i need to fix my sleep schedule okay i need to make sure we always have groceries because i was really good about like going to the store on a schedule waking up at a certain time going to bed like I was good at it. And then it all fell apart because my natural, like, my natural instinct is to stay up until 2 a.m. Like, absolutely. But I can fix it and I need to do that again. Yeah, I have to go back to, I've been for a year now, I've been on like a hybrid schedule for my job. Um, So I will go into the office about two days a week and work three days a week from home. But we're going back to fully in office this week. And it's going to be brutal because it's like a 40-minute commute and I have to get there at 8 in the morning. So instead of waking up at 7.55 and turning on my computer at 8 o'clock to, like, log in, I'm going to have to, like, leave my house at 7.15. And I'm going to have mm-hmm. to be presentable. And Ugh. that's hard. <laughs> Jeez. So I also but, have yeah, to get back on a, a normal lot. people's schedule. And then come August, I'm, forget 8 to 5, I'm going to be on crazy people's schedule again. It'll be fine. I've done it before. It'll be fine. Anyway... <laughs> Kimmy tweeted on the 23rd and said, for reading so much, my brain really doesn't process words inside of it. This is just very relatable. <laughs> I think that I, I, reading out loud, I'm very, I have very poor comprehension. I feel like cause I get nervous, but reading silently, I'm a good silent speed reader. That's one of my only skills, <laughs> to be honest. I'm a slow reader. Like, when I'm reading a book that I'm really into, I'm slow, but I'm obsessive. So, like, I'll finish it in, like, a pretty short amount of time, but it's because I don't put it down. But I'll have to be, like, in the, like, in the zone. Like, the first few chapters of any book, for the most part, are pretty hard for me to get into. Unless it's, like, a series that I'm already into and I, like, need to know what happens next or, like, a sequel or something. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for me to get started. But then once I get started, like, it's, like, obsessive. But... Not even, like, reading words, but sometimes I'll be listening to a podcast or, like, listening to an audiobook or something, and I'll be like, where have I been the last ten minutes? Like, I don't know what we're talking about now. I have to, like, rewind and listen to a whole new chapter again or listen to, like, half a podcast again because I just completely missed it, even though it's been in my ears the whole time. Yeah. Just words go in and they don't process. (laughs) But only sometimes. Sometimes they work. I don't know. Yeah, it depends on what else I'm doing. Yeah, that too. On the 24th, Kat tweeted and said, bad tattoos, a Bible verse, get a full quote or get nothing. <laughs> I wanted your opinion on this. Like, if somebody tattoos, like, I don't know, John 3.16, not John 3.16, because that one's, like, basic. But, like, if somebody has, like, the reference for a Bible verse tattooed, but not the actual verse, is that, do they expect someone to, like, go home and look up the Bible verse? Or No, are I they- think I like that better. Because 
I think if I just had like the main premise, like if something was about a tree and I just had like the couple words about the tree on my Mm -hmm. body, that to Mm -hmm. me is not so in your face. This is a Bible verse. I want you to read this Bible verse on my body. It's more like they want to be reminded of it for whatever reason. So it's for them personally. So it feels more personal and less like, I love God so much. I'm going to tattoo this on me because I am a top tier Christian. So you know what I mean? Which feels like they're trying to be top tier, the reference or the whole verse? The whole verse. Okay. I don't know. That's my opinion. I don't know. Do what you want to do. It's your body. Have fun with it. I do appreciate the people who will commit and get the whole, like, you know, if you're going to commit, you're going to commit. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's the bigger commitment for sure. To, like, plaster a Bible verse onto you. Rachel tweeted on the 24th and said, putting me on a five-star scale is Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel. I just like how niche this tweet is, too. Like, it makes sense if you're not in the nerdfighter world, but if you've read the Anthropocene Reviewed or you're aware of it, like, it becomes, it has another layer. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think that I would be good at rating things on a five-star scale because I would lose track of what the scale was. Oh, I'm terrible at doing things on a five-star scale. Like, like, the thing that happened the most recent, I would think, was, like, the worst one because I, like, romanticized the first one. So then if I gave it a three, I'd be like, wow, but it was really good. So this one must be, it has to be perfect to get a four. Like, mm-hmm. I would get messed mm-hmm. up for sure. Yeah. Sophia tweeted on the 24th and said, me before listening to Ear Biscuits. Ugh, I hate the Enneagram. Me after. I pretend this <laughs> is the TikTok sound. It says, Shh, I am a type three. That is why I'm the way I am. Do not tell anyone. <laughs> Big mood. Also, this tweet itself is very type three because, like, you don't want people to think that you're the kind of person who's into the Enneagram. Like, you want to seem cooler than that, but you're secretly really into it, which feels very type three to me. But I am a type three, so. Yeah, I'm a type five, but I'm a wing six, which makes sense because that's, like, anxiety zone. Which My is best definitely friend college is a six. That's where I hang out, for sure. Um, but I like it because f- six seems like the anxiety zone, but five seems like the obsessive zone. So right in the sweet <laughs> spot is where I live. And I'm a three-wing four, and three is, like, obsessed with making people think that you're successful, basically. Like, I have no idea what I want to do, but I know I have to be really good at it. And that's mm-hmm. very three, but four is the individualist. So like, mm-hmm. I'm not like I'm not like other girls. <laughs> like I'm gonna go against the grain and I'm gonna stand out. Like that's my individuality complex right there. Oh, for so. sure. Brent's a four. Brent's a four wing three, because his individuality complex is stronger than his competitive <laughs> side. But he is very competitive. But like he more so than competitive, he's definitely not like other girls. Like. Definitely. <laughs> and he loves to be, like, the rarest type of something. So, like, if he mm-hmm. gets a quiz and they're like, oh, this is the rarest type. Like, he has to send it to me and be like, like, tucks hair behind ear. I'm the rarest type. Like, that he has to. Like, he loves that. <laughs> it's funny because so I get funny. a little bit of that. Because on my MBTI, I think I'm an INFJ. Uh, and it says it's, like, one of the rarest types. And I'm like, yeah, I am. So <laughs> yeah, I am. No one would understand me. <laughs> No one understands me. Oh, Brent is such a no one understands me, especially as a teenager. <laughs> no one, no one. I can was understand very Brent. bad about that as a teenager. I would like to think <laughs> I've gotten better with age. I'm aware that I'm not, but like, we're gonna pretend like I am. Okay. 
Nate tweeted on the 26th and said, we're going to have to rethink the naming strategy if another testament comes along. <laughs> Newest testament. <laughs> I don't know why there's so many Bible-related tweets in this. They were just really getting me. But that's a good tweet. <laughs> if you Okay, here's the hot take of the episode. Why would you get a Bible verse or a partial Bible verse when you could just get newest testament tattooed onto you so you're covered if anything new happens oh looking out for the future i'm always thinking that's, ahead because i'm a five i was about to say that's very five wing <laughs> six of you you would never th- ever think something the way that i would <laughs> <laughs> that's why literally that's why i'm so harsh about tattoos because i'm terrified that i would hate it like later on um <laughs> so that's because i have a problem <laughs> I mean, I have, like, a itty-bitty tattoo. Like, it's not like a, yeah, I have a tattoo. Like, I have a small one. And it's not the greatest thing in the world. Like, I paid shop minimum at a tattoo place in a college town. And it's definitely faded and smudged since I've gotten it. But, like, still the place I was at when I got it and, like, the people that went with me, like, it's very much memories of when I got it when I look at it. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm chill with it. I would think, because we talked about this with someone, about someone that's, that I saw on Twitter that they got like a really big fan tattoo like of a of a thing. Yes. And I'm I always let us let me know. That could be great homework for the week. If you have like a fan tattoo like of a fandom you're in or something you love, especially if it's big, I would love to see it because I am petrified of that cuz I definitely have liked things for a long time and like liked them enough to get a tattoo of them, but what if they like what if something happens and I like end up hating it or something I don't know, because if I would have been allowed to get tattoos in, like, the 2010s, I would have a Twilight tattoo. Like, I know I would. <laughs> At least and honestly, the, I, I wonder like, how many I people still, in the world have the 21 Pilots symbol tattoo. I'm So many. And I'm sure someone has Team Jacob on their body. Like, they, <laughs> oh, they yeah, must. Absolutely. They must. So, I'm glad I wasn't able to do that fandom. See, but that's my fear of that. That's how I'll feel about the things I like now in 10 years. So, I don't know. Let me know. Did you, you ever see the guy that went? Did you ever see the guy that went viral because he had all of the Taylor Swift albums tattooed on his back? Like it was the font <gasps> no. that the album was in. It would have the title and then it would have the track list and like there were little squares oh. basically of his back and he had every single album. I haven't seen an update from him since like the Reputation album and I really want to know how he's doing and what he's up to. I want to know how big were they? Like he was on six albums and it basically covered his whole back. See where they are. Where are they now? Like, I don't know. Where is Lady Door Tattoo now? <gasps> oh, I don't think we ever talked about that on the pod, but there was a, f- a fanny on Twitter <laughs> that is now a K-poppy and, like, despises Dan and Phil from what I remember that had a big Dan and Phil tattoo that said Lady Door. So, oh my god. Speaking of bad fan tattoos, I don't think this person will ever hear this. There was a person who was a Nick and Priyanka fan uh-huh. who got a tattoo on their arm and... One of the ship names for Priyanka, Chopra Jonas, and Nick Jonas is Prick. Mm-hmm. And they got a tattoo in, like, calligraphy font that said Prick's daughter on their arm. Oh. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Like, recently. Like, a couple of months ago. Oof. That's a lot. Uh-huh. It is a lot. <laughs> anyway, if you have a fan tattoo, let us know. I'm sure it's better than some of the ones we've seen. And honestly, like, I've seen some that are really cute. Like, I know a lot of people that got, like, the Jonas Brothers' last album was Happiness Begins, and so they got something about, like, happiness, or they yeah. got, like, there's, like, a roller coaster, kind of like amusement park theme, so some people got, like, roller coasters or Ferris wheels or something. Like, I saw some cute stuff yeah. like that, where it's not very I've obviously, seen... like, 
this is a song lyric but like it was cute right i've even seen some cute dan and phil tattoos which i did not think was possible but mm-hmm. i have so i'm like i think cute fan tattoos are are definitely possible i know mm-hmm. that i would go in and get something horrible and hate it i just know that <laughs> but i definitely would um adia tweeted i may not always make it to game night but i never miss out on an andy scamp vibes opportunity <laughs> I keep my Discord muted way too often, so I'm sorry for how many notifications I probably miss, but anytime that Hank tweets and I see people responding, Andy's Camp Vibes, I'm like, oop, it's game night going on, and I always <laughs> respond, but for some reason, I always make a typo. I think the last time I said it was, like, Andy Swampy Vibes, so before that, it was I like Andy I love it when people do show up after we've replied it. Like, if I'm already in game night and we do it, like, we Andy Scamp vibes. And then mm-hmm. several people will show up and be like, I saw the, I saw the Andy Scamp vibes. Like, I knew what was happening. <laughs> it's like the bat signal in the sky. I'm coming. It is. It's the Nerdfighter game night bat signal. Uh, Sarah tweeted seven hours ago and said, hottest day of the summer so far. Goes outside for the first time in a year. Ugh, why is it so hot? <laughs> <laughs> it has been, I know it's been really horrible, like, today and i think tomorrow's the hottest day for like the pacific northwest and stuff so you're my thoughts but it has been really cool here which has been awesome that it's been like in the 60s oh wow i was about to say it's been really cool here too but it's been like mid 80s (laughs) oh no it's been like cool like like cool enough where i'm wearing a sweatshirt which has been really good to have a break like right now it's 57 outside it is eight o'clock it is currently 10 o'clock and it is 81 so i mean yeah it's not miserable. It's pretty, no, but that's pretty warm, though. I went for a run at, like, 11 o'clock this morning, and I didn't die. So I count that as a cool day. It was, like, 83 degrees. So I was like, I knew <laughs> That's it. a cool day in Georgia. <laughs> Honestly. Humidity peaked at, like, 75%. It was great. Um, for Hank's Cursed Like, it's simply no logical, and it's a photo of her as a child, and it's just, like, a 90s-themed photo, and it's so good. If you would look at it, you would see absolutely what era it was from. Um, <laughs> but it so has, good. like, some some um words edited onto it and i'll read them it's curly updo check choker necklace check missing tooth check velvet fit check slit three-fourth sleeve check iron man watch check <laughs> and a brand new scanner <laughs> tag yourself in this picture i'm the missing tooth oh gosh i'm the scanner i'm, I'm definitely <laughs> the new scanner <laughs> you are the scanner <laughs> i'm gonna tag Hank as... Iron Man um, Watch. Yeah, okay. Hank, your Iron Man Watch. <laughs> Everyone let us know. And you can take ours, too. We're not we're not exclusively one per item. Arden is also the missing tooth. Uh, Arden, <laughs> Arden's the tooth Arden's on the like ground the tooth somewhere. Arden's like the tooth that's already fallen out. <laughs> and it's like separate. Yeah. Arden's the tooth wherever it went. We got a few submissions after last week where we asked you guys about spuds and about your favorite Taylor Swift song. Uh, spud says that a spud is the tiniest potatoes and <laughs> you said spud says potatoes. Hmm? you said spud says <laughs> spud says <laughs> oh gosh darn it sarah said spud is the tiniest of potatoes and or children i think that's what we said last week john said that spud was his dad's nickname in college gross i'll take it i don't want to and know. then sarah said my top taylor swift song is crazier from the Hannah Montana movie because that's who I am as a person. That was a really good song. Yeah, it was. That was the first movie I ever saw alone. Like, really? Without my without my parents. Like I was with my friend. I went to go see it with my sister and her friend. Was it your first um non-parent movie experience? No. That would no, have been very so. very crazy if it would have been. That would have been crazier. When did been. High School Musical 3 come out? 
Oh, similar era. So that came out in 2008. Hannah Montana movie came out in 2009. I know I saw High School Musical 3 with just me and my sister. And I feel like maybe we saw something together before that. I don't know. But, like, my sister was two years older than me, so I would get to do stuff with her sometimes. Oh, yeah. My mom was... Well, and, like, of course, my mom was scared of everything because that's exactly how I am. So... My parents were very, very strict about the movies that I was allowed to see. And they had this Uh rule in place where if we went to go see a movie without them and then they saw the movie later and deemed it inappropriate, we would be in trouble. And like, how are we going to know what's in it before we see it? And so we never went to movies because we were scared to get in trouble. Oh, wow. Like, tell me how that rule makes any sense. That's not fair, Patty. There was this website they would go on. It was like some Christian media approver website. And they would like look Mm -hmm. up every movie we were going to go see before we saw it. And we were like all ready to go see some movie. I don't remember what it was. It was like an emotional movie. Like, not like a scandalous movie. Not like, I don't remember what it was. And then they looked it up on there, and there was, like, something in it about, like, I don't know, something not religious enough, and we weren't allowed to go see it. <laughs> not religious enough. <laughs> I, no no mentions of Christianity. That was the thing. <laughs> or, like, it mentions that they're an atheist. Nope. <laughs> on the 23rd, Sophia um, tweeted at McDickles and said, scamming for, free, scamming for free things is fun, but you have to think about how much your time is worth. And that's a quote. <laughs> I guess I said that. I'm not surprised. And Sophia said, Peyton, I'm concerned about the amount of time you're spending with Hank. Um, I am too. I would like it to be known that I have always been like this. <laughs> you have? You've just become a little more confident in saying it out loud. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like I have backup. That's like, you know, I have important backup now. So, I'm, <laughs> Hank, don't ever mention that I called you important to me. If you hear this. <laughs> Emily, cut that out. You're editing this week. <laughs> nope. Kara tweeted on the 23rd and said, I forced myself to paint while listening to retweet this, and it was a mistake. And there are two pictures. One is a potato, and it says spud, noun, informal, a potato. (laughs) And then the second one is a clown sketch, and it's very much in the same style of the pizza john that Kara drew. And I really like it. And it says, have fun. that's cute. I like it. The words make it a little ominous, I'm going to say, because they're, like, written in black. But the clown is cute. Very horror movie clown. The potato looks really good. Like, it looks too well done. The potato is concerningly well done. I would like this potato. Have you painted potatoes before, Kara? I would like to know. Have you painted on a potato? Like, made the potato your canvas? Kara, that's your homework for the week. <laughs> will the you? Week. I will Venmo you to buy a potato. Will you paint a clown onto the potato? <gasps> it's oh our mascot. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's our mashed Scott. Oh my gosh. Mashed Scott! Kara, you know what you have to do. I'm putting faith in you. The last tweet that was hashtag manticles to us is a reaction image of a possum and it has one snaggly tooth and it's closing its little eyes. It has really wild whiskers and it says, no thought, brain scramble egg. That's the mascot of this week. Yes. That possum with the, with the snaggle tooth. I truly have no thought this week. I'm just head floating through the clouds. Don't know what's going on. I feel like I've been dragging my brain behind me on a leash. and It's just been scraping the ground. <laughs> That's a perfect mental image, actually. <laughs> That's how I feel. Brain not in clouds. Brain scraping pavement. For your homework this week, hashtag McDickles, what does your brain feel like this week? What? We've been giving them, <laughs> giving them so much homework. Well, I already gave them some. What was it? 
Oh, I don't oh, tag yourself, tag yourself in that picture of Christine, simply not logical, <laughs> and also let us know what your brain feels like. <laughs> this makes no sense. <laughs> it's a clown, it's a clown cast, no one expected it to. True. <sighs> Alright, everyone, that was the end. I don't think there's barter this week, because Brent, I don't think red, so, anyway. Brent on. Um, everyone shame him in the Discord. So, thank you all for listening. Send us any cute things you see to hashtag McDickles, M-C-D-I-C-K-L-E-Z, and that's where you can submit your homework. Yes, and you can follow us on Twitter. We are at RetweetThisPod. And if you want to join the Clown College over on Patreon, we are Patreon.com slash RetweetThis. We are about to put something together for June, so stay tuned over there. Oh, yes, and you can join us on Discord. We have game nights every week, and we do fun stuff. The Discord link is in the show notes below, like, where you're listening to this episode. There should be a link. Yeah, so please join, and we will see you in the Discord, but we'll also see you next week. Bye!